times more likely to be diagnosed with a serious emotional disorder, most especially attention deficit disorder. While the significant gaps in girls' science and math achievement are improving greatly, boys' scores on reading are lagging behind significantly and continue to show little improvement. Recent studies also show that not only is boys' self-esteem more fragile than girls, but also that boys are substantially more likely to endure disciplinary problems, be suspended from classes, or actually drop out from school entirely. Boys are experiencing serious trouble outside school as well. The rate of depression among today's boys is shockingly high, and statistics now tell us that boys are up to three times more likely than girls to be the victim of a violent crime other than sexual assault, and between four to six times more likely to commit suicide. What's going on? There is a major difference between the plight of boys and that of girls. Even when their voices are stifled in public, girls generally feel comfortable speaking in private to one another about their pain and insecurities. By contrast, though boys may exhibit bravado and braggadocio, they find it more difficult to express their genuine selves, even in private. What can we do to change all this? What can we do to draw boys out and help them to become more fully the people they really are? As we will discuss, there is much we can do to support and connect with our boys. Boys themselves can lead us in this process. On this tape, I want to let you hear the words of real boys. Many of them are beautifully articulate about who they are and how they feel and what they see in the world around them. The Boy Code. Everything's just fine. Adam is a 14-year-old boy whose mother sought me out after a workshop. Adam had shown such promise that he had been selected to join a special program for talented students, and the program was only available at a different and more academically prestigious school than the one Adam had attended. The new school was located in a well-to-do section of town, more affluent than Adam's own neighborhood. At the time we talked, Mrs. Harrison's delight had turned to worry. Adam was not performing well at the new school. He had been given a warning that he might fail algebra. Yet Adam continued to insist, I'm fine. Everything's just fine. One day, Adam came home with a black eye. His mother asked him what had happened. Just an accident, Adam had mumbled. His mother told him that she knew something was wrong and that whatever it was, they could face it together. Suddenly, Adam erupted in tears and the story he had been holding inside came pouring out. Adam was being picked on at school, heckled on the bus, goaded into fights in the schoolyard. Hey, white trash, why don't you go back to your own side of town? I asked Adam, how do you handle your feelings of anger and frustration? His answer was, I'm sad to say, a refrain I hear often when I'm able to connect to the inner lives of boys. I get a little down, Adam confessed, but I'm very good at hiding it. It's like I wear a mask. I keep it all in. What do you do with the sadness? I tend to let it boil inside until I can't hold it any longer, and then it explodes. It's like I have a breakdown, screaming and yelling, but I only do it inside my own room, where nobody can hear. Many of the boys I see today are like Adam, living behind a mask of masculine bravado that hides the genuine self, living unwittingly within the boy code. They are being strongly influenced by a set of outdated rules about boys that our society has used since the 19th century and still uses to define who boys are or ought to be. 
The boy code puts boys and men into a gender straitjacket in all of our relationships. Many of the problems I see in counseling adult couples stem originally from the mask of masculinity that boys learn to wear, a mask that promotes disconnection from the self, from feeling, and from others. In Shakespeare's Hamlet, Ophelia is lover to the young prince of Denmark. Despondent over the death of his father, Hamlet turns away from Ophelia. Devastated, she eventually commits suicide. In recent years, Mary Pfeiffer's book on adolescent girls, Reviving Ophelia, has made Ophelia a symbolic figure for troubled, voiceless adolescent girls. But what of Hamlet? What of Ophelia's brothers? For Hamlet fared little better than Ophelia. Alienated from himself, disconnected from his mother and his father, he was plagued by doubt and took to flying into rages of Ophelia.